Hello, this is Rhett Bartlett, and this audio is of 3LO's broadcast of Sydney or South Melbourne versus Collingwood, round eight, 1982, on the 16th of May. The commentators include Graeme Smokey Dawson, special comments from Gareth Andrews, and also former Richmond and Port Melbourne player John Caulfield. This audio was provided to me by Tony Curtis, who taped it directly off the radio upon its initial broadcast, and those tapes were stored away for some 40 years, and I've just managed to digitise this tape as well. So let's go to the last quarter at the SCG. Here's three LO's broadcast. Advantage. There's a high tackle there on Lovett, and Lovett will take the free kick for the Magpies. Scott has just been interchanged for Nisham for the Swans. Ball being relayed back to Wally Lovett. Lovett, not very much of him, but uh, he's a trier as he puts the ball up forward up there towards Craig Stewart, punched away from him. Chance here for the Magpies again as it's taken by Chris Dolkin. He's looked pretty good at times, but up there... To knocked off the hands of Paul Morwood. Here come the Magpies, there's an opportunity again for Stewart. He's tackled and well tackled, dropping the ball. Says the umpire on the free kick will go to Max Cruz. Max Cruz gets a free kick out to Brett Scott. Scott has plenty of time as he kicks on his left foot up towards centre half forward. A battle punched away by Pitt, but coming out with the ball now is Brady for the Swans. He kicks up forward towards Barry Round. Knocked away from round this time by Worthington. Chance for Fasini. He gets around an opponent, gets it across the round. Back to Fasini. Shot for goal. And Silvio Fasini kicks his 50 home. A big win coming up here for the Swans. And so far, their goal shooting expert, Silvio Fasini, is yet to score a big one. He scored five behinds as the kick out. This time is taken by Peter McCormack as he relays it around the outer side of the ground. And the mark this time is taken by Dennis Carroll for the Swans. 20,905, Ron. You're just a few out, but uh, not a bad guess. The ball kicked right in towards full forward round, running the same way as the football, is well spoiled, and it's pushed across the line and out of bounds for a throw-in that was Taylor doing the sporting, the acting magpie skipper. 20,905 customers today, and the Swans lead by 51 points, 105 to 54. Grabbed by round, left foot snap is a goal. That's magic by the skipper. Just plucked the ball out of the air from that boundary throw-in and said, thank you, I'll do it myself. And he bangs it through. Goal number seven. And you have one of the best ruckmen in the competition spending the day in the goal square at full forward. That's a nice state to be in. 15-21-111 to 6-18-54. Eight minutes, or eight and a half minutes, final term. I think Barry Rowan would have surprised himself with that snapshot for goal. He's not renowned as a, uh, a good snap snapshot kick but he made no doubt about that one and I think that brings up his what seventh goal for the game. Derek Shaw gets the hit out this time he goes for a second time but he misses it. Beecroft takes it however but this time Miles comes out with the ball for Collingwood straight up into the air chance here for Barham as he gets as it goes out wide this time out towards uh, Byrne for Collingwood. Byrne pushing us deep up to the forward line over Browning's head one of his, the few times in which the ball just goes past him Diving in on the ball of the Swans as it goes over the boundary line in front of Max Cruz and the ball will be thrown in. Teasdale limps out. He's obviously inconvenienced uh, by that knee and he's also spending a bit of time up in the goal square as he goes for that throw-in. Teasdale takes the, the, the throw-in but defensive play again by the Swans as they come out and this time it's a running Dennis Carroll 
Carroll bounces once, flips the ball over to Greg Smith, and Greg Smith steadies because he sees Mark Williams running in towards him. Smith between centre, centre half forward, decides to go out wide, and there is Dennis Carroll, who made up ground again. He kicked it across to Smith and then ran down into the forward pocket all on his own, and he will have the kick now. Dennis Carroll, forward pocket for the Swans. An opportunity to kick their 16th goal. I think it's going to be wide, yes. The goal umpire runs Good right across. No, he didn't. He dummy to Smith and then was wrestled backwards by Gary and Mark. Uh, Gary Hughes. Oh, it's good to hear Alan Marks uh, and, uh, another giving of the us the call. Defenders. Wayne Smith decides to kick. Over the top of Jays, fine touch. Driving Canopy backwards. So the ball backwards, will be kicked in. Forcing a scrum 15 metres inside. With the ball going out of bounds on the full. And it'll be kicked in by Taylor. 111 to 54. Kicked by Tata back towards centre-half forward. Tony Moorwood knocks the ball forward for the Swans. It's picked up by Ania. Ania drives the Magpies out of defence back towards uh, Carter and Banks. In comes Paul Moorwood, who's played a tremendous game on Dacos. Does it once again. He's hand-passed towards Scott, but it's knocked away. But it's back to Paul Moorwood. He's got it on a string. Spears the ball into Fashini. Takes it on the half-volley. He hand-passes across to Big Beecroft. Beecroft gives it across. No, he'll do it himself with a kick up towards full forward and the mark taken in defence by McCormack no not McCormack but Taylor on this occasion Taylor plays it out wide towards the wing position and finds Barham who isn't too uh, hot on defending with players going down the ground Barham finds Stewart right out uh, on the wing position on the outer side of the ground 111 to 54 the long high kick by Stewart towards full forward Ackley takes a brilliant mark at centre half back for the Swans a great mark by David Ackley. The Swans can do no wrong as Ackley gets the ball up towards Silvio Pacini, who takes it on his own. He gets it back to Ackley, who has run upfield. Ackley putting it up towards the half-forward line for the Swans. Now chance there for Braddy off the hands of the tack. Pack taken by Byrne. Gets it across to Taylor. He nearly loses it. Byrne finally gets the ball. They haven't gained much advantage here, the Magpies, as it's pushed out wide towards where Dennis Carroll gets the ball beautifully. Now a chance here for Rod Carter if he can bend that down. He bends down all right, but in comes Taylor. Defensive play by the Magpie. Gets it across to Banks. No, it's taken by Wally Lovett. He sprints away from his opponent, puts the ball up far, up into the forward line for the Magpies. Out comes Teasdale. He's got not much speed, but gets it across to Barham, and Barham has a shot for goal and puts it through. Ricky Barham's first goal and the Magpies seventh. And the Collingwood 7, 18, 60. The Swans are 15, 21, 111. So the Swans are 51 points in front at the 12-minute mark of the last quarter. Good play by Lovett then. Uh, showed a bit of desperation to get the ball forward. Teasdale let out well. Got the ball across to Barham. And uh, Barham's had a few shots for goals for goal today. And uh, on, on that occasion, he was successful. But uh, he normally is a fairly good running uh, drop punt kick. But uh, that's the first one I think he's put through today. Both Collingwood wingman starting off on this side of the ground. Now Miles goes across as the ball is kicked into attack for the Magpies by Allen. But Cruz, too strong, takes the mark at set a half back. Ackley calls for it across here at half back on the members' side and on his fingertips takes the mark, plays on, round the members' wing where the target uh, is Greg Smith. But the ball just beats him across the line and out of bounds for throw in. Right below our commentary position in the penthouse of the Barongal stand. 111 to 60. 
So the Swans lead by 51 points at the 13-minute mark of the final term. It's palmed down, taken by Allen, who's had lots of possessions for Collingwood. His long hand passes to Barham. Barham gives it across to Lovett. Lovett will give it across to Tony Shaw, but it's a bit too far. Good play by Shaw, though. He knocks it on to Dacos. Dacos goes for a pass. A lot of Collingwood players there. One of them is Banks. He's well spoiled. No, he's got a free, but he, the play's allowed to go on. He runs in and will kick a goal. And the Magpies fighting the game out. That's what we could say. Another goal to Collingwood. That one kicked by Banks. And they go to 8-18-66, trailing the Swans, who are 15-21-111, a 45-point lead to the Swans at the 14-minute mark of the final term here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Stewart's certainly uh, given Collingwood a, uh, a focal point at centre-half forward. And I guess that's the result of the couple of goals that Collingwood have kicked this quarter. He's playing quite well there. Where's Fellows and Beecroft? Fellows gets it, but the Swans using plenty of endeavour. Allen comes out with the ball over to Byrne. Byrne gathers it into his arms, gets it up forward. But good defensive game. play again by Carter. Solid as a rock on that half-back line. And he kicks it up forward towards where Tony Maud misses a mark, has an opportunity to come back into the play again. But he doesn't, as the ball's taken up by the Magpies, up towards centre-half forward, knocked away, attempted knock away by an ear, but Reese Jones took it on the second grab and he took it comfortably for the Swans and he kicks a short kick up forward towards where Brett Scott will have the mark and the resultant kick. Scott between wing and half forward for the Swans and he will left foot the ball right up to the goal square. Big pack of players there around, around and the Collingwood players decide safety first as they knock the ball over the goal line and one behind scored by the Swans. 15-22, 112, the Swans, Collingwood, 8-18, 66. 15 minutes gone in the final quarter here as the kick-out goes. Chance here for Browning. He gets, gets rid of the ball just as Reese Brown, Reese Jones diving in on the ball. And he was too late because umpire Howe has decided it was time to break that pack up and he will come in and bounce. Just in the square, the Swans slightly on the attacking side of the centre. Allen had to contest that bounce. Tony Moorwood takes it, hand passes to Cruz. Byram comes at him. Reese Jones goes after it, picks up, has got a bit of space, goes for the hand pass across to Evans. Evans to Browning. Browning gets around one Collingwood player and has a long kick towards goal, and it's offline. They're starting to blaze away just a little, the Swans. Browning has kicked three behinds coming up in the half-back line in the Swan score of 15-23, 113-8-18-66. Worthington kicks in wide. Miles goes after it and takes the mark, falling to the ground at halfback in front of the big hill and the main scoreboard. Miles gets his kick up towards where Barry Beecroft over his head. Chance here for Dalkin for Collingwood. He's dispossessed, kicked off the ground by by Carter for the Swans, straight into the legs of Byrne. There's a scrimmage of play again, and umpire Robinson will come in and bounce. Centre wing. And the Swans are well in the lead in this final quarter. A semi-revival by Collingwood, but they've left it about three quarters too late as it kicked off the ground by an ear for Collingwood. But again, it's all the Swans in defence. No, it isn't, because a good bit of play there by Wally Lovett for, for the Magpies. Gets it across to Banks. Banks gets it out to Allen. And Allen gets it across to Anir. Anir has a shot for goal, and he's put it through. That's Anir's third goal. Two in the first quarter and one in the final quarter. Another goal to the Magpies. 
Well, not a bad effort by them. They've kicked four goals this quarter. Swans 15-23-113. Magpies 9-18-66. South Melbourne, I think, have, uh, have realised that although they've got this game won, they've got, got themselves into a pattern of play where they've uh, lost a little bit of concentration. And on a number of occasions that they've gone and forward in attack, They've had him repelled by Collingwood, who have become a little bit more desperate for the ball since half-time. Fellows gets the tap out, grabbed by Smith for the Swans. He puts them back into attack. Carroll goes up. Oh, beautiful mark by Wayne Carroll. Brings the whole ground there, Foot. He had the perfect ride on the Cormac. And those of you watching on television and listening to us on uh, ABC Radio would have got a perfect uh, look at that one by Wayne Carroll. 50 metres out, directly in front. Just uh, need the goal uh, to steady up the Swans. His kick is into the post. That's the second poster for Wayne Carroll. Three goals for his tally. And the Swans 15-24, 114. The Collingwood 9-18-72. So it's a 42-point lead as Worthington plays on by playing the ball to himself. Kicks it away uh, out to the wing on that outer side. Carter up uh, high, couldn't hold the mark. Tony Moorwood gathers for the Swans has a lot of composure as he drives them back into attack, looking for round. Good spoil by uh, Worthington, coming out with a full head of steam up, took his eyes off the football, looked at the wrong man, comes back to Taylor, hand pass goes across to Peart, who likes to get back onto his left foot, he's kicking to the centre, gathered by Smith, who gets around the near, gets around Williams, but loses it out as he hand passes away to an opposition player. That player was uh, Miles, gets the hand pass away to Dalkin. Dalkin gives it on here towards... Uh, Ania, Ania across to Tony Shaw in the centre of the ground. Collingwood players running free. Tony Shaw sees Stewart, takes a one-hander, fires at goal and has put it through. Nice passage of play. And another goal to Collingwood. Stewart's second in this final term. Great revival by the Magpies. They're 10-18-78 now, but still trailing the Swans who are 15-24, 114-19 minutes gone final term. The Swans lead by six goals or 36 points. Good play once again by Craig Stewart. He's, um, uh, I guess if uh, Collingwood have, could have afforded to have left him there all day, it could have been a, a slight, slightly different complexion coming over this game. But unfortunately, that's not to be. And uh, South Melbourne, although still safe, need to put a couple of goals on the board this quarter to, uh, to get that uh, margin greater than what it presently is. Tony Shaw out to Barham. Barham with a kick up forward again towards Stewart and Cruz. Knocked over ahead there. Chance here for Dacos. He dummies around three players. You can't do it alone, Peter Dacos. And South Melbourne's Max Cruz is down there. Gets a tackle around the shoulders and he will take a free kick. Chance there for the Magpies. They were looking pretty good again, but uh, set upon by three players was Dacos. Chance here for Greg Smith for the Swans. Pushes the ball out wide. He's tackled, dropping the ball. Play on, says the umpire. Pierce doing all the hard work for Collingwood. Could have got a free kick for a tackle too low. Chance here for Lovett. Lovett comes around. Dummies. Gets onto his right foot. Long kick up towards the forward line. Banks up there. A high leap there. Magnificent leap by Teasdale. Snap for goal by Dacos and his first through. That's Dacos' first goal. And Collingwood have scored six goals in this final quarter. Swans 15-24-114, Magpies 11-18-84. Well, could we see another game like we had here a fortnight ago where uh, Essendon had won it on the bell? I don't think so in this instance, but it's 
It's great to see with Collingwood being down all day to come back. They're starting to urge one another on now. And maybe this might be the start of the Collingwood revival. They trail by 30 points. 21 minutes gone, final term. Dalton takes it away from the centre. Plays, the umpire's blowing his whistle. There'll be a free kick to Dalton for a high tackle in the centre of the ground. And he's one player who went into the centre after half-time and has given them uh, quite a deal of bite. He's done a good job. Covered a fair bit of territory, but has not been afraid to defend and also uh, go into attack. Dalton for the Magpies. 84 to 114, they trail by five goals. A long kick, down towards full forward. Off the hands of the pack. Grabbed by Greg Smith, always kick was smothered off the boot, but he comes back to it. Scoops the ball away, but the umpire has blown his whistle and says to the boundary umpire, throw it in in front of the Bradman stand about 30 metres from the behind post. Right forward pocket for the Swans. They're leading by 30 points. And we've gone about 22 minutes in this final term. Down to Dacos again. On the bottom of the pack, ball is scooped out to Stevie Wright. Tries to get it across to a teammate in Ackley and the ball is forced across the line, but Ackley on the bottom of the pack will get a free for a push and David Ackley will relieve that uh, forward attack by the Magpies by taking the free kick in the last line of defence for the Swans. The Swans defending now grimly for the first time this game because it's been a spirited revival by the Magpies. Six goals in the final quarter to the Swans single goal as Ackley's kick is down towards the wing. Carter there behind tries to knock it out of the arms of Wes Fellows but Fellows takes the mark, kicks it up forward past Banks. Banks with a chance now comes around and he had a free kick before he needed to uh, go back into the play because he was tripped and so Banks will take the free kick. Dennis Banks with an opportunity to goal again for the Magpies 40 metres out. It's a long kick. It's going to land near the square, Teasdale in there, and Mark! Free kick to South, and for a push a free in the kick back. against Teasdale, he got into his opponent's back, and South will come out with the ball now through Ackley. Ackley will kick out wide. South have had enough of this Collingwood scoring. Fellows down there takes the mark. Fellows for Collingwood on the centre wing position. Swings the ball around onto his left foot again. All these Collingwood players we hadn't seen all day have suddenly come back and have lifted, but also still playing well in defence is Rod Carter for the Swans, and he stems that attack as he takes a rock-like defensive mark. A long kick by Carter towards the wing. Fellows gets in in the back of... Um, who is that player out there? Wayne Carroll, I think it might be. In the back of Wayne Carroll and Carroll with a free kick for the Swans and the Swans will be happy to see the ball on their forward line again. Carroll with a kick towards full forward. Up there is Round. Pack of Collingwood players. It's all Collingwood down here as the ball is rushed over the goal line by Graham Allen and Collingwood and South Melbourne move on to 15-25, 115 to Collingwood 11-18. 84, we're just about to move into time on in the final quarter. Allender back on the ground, goes up for that uh, contesting, and the ball is pushed forward by Evans to Stevie Wright. He hand passes out in the direction of Reese Jones, has a left foot kick in towards full forward, good place for it to be. Ball is uh, spoilt from round, comes in towards Tony Shaw. Braddy now up in that last line of attack, and Carroll out at centre-half forward, Wayne Carroll for the Swans. But the board is uh, over the line and out of bounds. So they lead by 31 points. They do have the game one in control because we've moved to the 25-minute mark of the final term. The Swans in front. 
but a great uh, effort to fight the game out by the Magpies. Down the ground, Taylor gets a hand pass to Williams who runs back into the pack. He hand passes out to Tony Shaw. Close to the boundary line, Shaw plays it round the Barongal stand side. Up high, the uh, defensive players, Cruz and Reese jones to tap it across the line for a throw-in. And Allender has been off the ground uh, since just before half-time. But he's back on for these final few minutes and Beecroft has gone back to full-back on Teasdale with Windbanks coming off the ground. Allender up high. Knocks the ball forward for the Swans. Scott goes after Tony Shaw, puts his body in as he's done all day. Gets it across to Peart, who has also put his body in well. So he's played a terrific game for the Magpies, Peart. Goes up towards uh, half-forward, Morewood and Dacos. And Dacos takes a brilliant mark. He's come alive in the last five minutes when the Magpies have lifted, but he has been extremely quiet until then. Banks leads, the leader's ignored. Dacos is going to go long. Teasdale and Beecroft are back there. It's a long kick by Dacos to uh, full forward. Teasdale's hands go up, off hands, and out of bounds right beside the behind post. Ground now in shadow, 115 to 84. Time on being played, a 31-point lead to the Swans. Brought is pushed down towards goal. Lovett has a quick kick as the ball was in the air. Through for behind, back to a five-goal margin. 15-25, 115 Swans. 11-19, 85 Collingwood. 26 minutes gone, final term. Beecroft will put the ball back into play for the Swans. Beecroft's kick. Good long one up towards Tony Maud. Punched away by him, from him by Ray Byrne. Byrne with a chance now. Ball in front of him up at the centre-half forward position. But Carter in there. Ever solid for the Swans. Magnificent play by Carter. Great player all day as he gets the ball away. But Collingwood again. Defensive play. They look much better as Taylor loses it. But coming in, backing him up is Barham. Barham knocks the ball across to Anir. Anir with a short kick up looking forward for Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw gets it. Hand passes out to Wally Lovett. Wally Lovett forks around. Has a shot towards goal. It's going to be up into the square. Pack of players up there. Chance here for Teasdale who goals. Graham Teasdale, second goal for the Magpies. Magpies reduced that lead to four goals. Swans 15-25, 115. Magpies 12-19-85. Why haven't Collingwood done this all day, John? It's been a spirited revival. I think that it's seen. You can see out there on the ground now that the, the Collingwood players are putting themselves in first, making the play, causing South Melbourne players to fumble the ball and make mistakes. And this has been a spirited revival by Collingwood, and I guess... Uh, they're in a position where they're now going forward again. Through Dalkin, a long kick up towards full forward. Punched away by Beecroft, down towards Dacos. South Melbourne player is grabbed without the ball, and that player is Browning. And he goes back with the free kick in the last line of defence. Not Browning, is it? Not kicking right Greg foot. Smith. Greg Smith. Thank you, uh, John. Up towards the wing. Tapped away, Dolphin going after it in front of Tony Ward, who puts his body in, and it's across the line and out of bounds for a throw-in. A little hard to see on the far side of the ground, and you've got wonky eyes like yourself. 115 to 91, 24 points the difference, 28 and a half minutes gone, final term. The Swans leading by four goals. Allender goes up against Fellows, who's done a few nice things in this final term. There's a low tackle on a, a Swans player, umpire Robinson, will bounce on the outer wing. So, uh, not long to go. About 29 minutes gone now, final term here at the, the Sydney Cricket Ground. There's the bounce. Allender. 
tapped across to uh, Bernie Evans. The Swans will go forward, but there's no one to kick to. They've lost all their method in this final term. The ball up to half forward. It's a grab by Taylor. Been a, a great player in this last quarter. Has had most of the Magpies. Taylor kicks the ball back to the wing position. Up high was appeared out there. And umpire Robinson picks out a free kick to a Collingwood player. And he was grabbed without the ball, and it is Peart. Been one of their most consistent players for four quarters towards Stewart, and he marks near the point of the square. Really giving them bite in this final term, and they may rue the fact that they didn't put Worthington, but Stewart, into that last line of defence on round in the final term. Oh, a beautiful kick by Stewart, a ball burster right to the goal square. Teasdale flying from behind. Ackley falls on the ball. Wright comes in, and umpire Robinson says, I'll bounce it. Not far out from the Magpies goal, about 15 metres, 29 and a half minutes gone final term. The Swans lead by 24 points. And suddenly all the Magpies want the ball. And Carter decides, uh, Beecroft it was, decides to knock the ball out of bounds. And the ball will be thrown in again in Collingwood's forward pocket. Again, I say again, because um, that's what's happened a fair bit this quarter. Up there is Teasdale for the Magpies. Knocked down. Players falling on the ball as umpire Robinson's picked the free kick out here. It's going to go to Collingwood against Mark Browning and it will go to Tony Shaw. Well, Browning was doing something in that pack that I couldn't see. Browning's not very happy with the decision and the opportunity to, for Shaw to kick another goal for the Magpies. That he has done. He has put it straight through and at the 30-minute mark, Collingwood have kicked their 13th goal, their eighth goal for the final quarter. Collingwood, 13-19-97, trail the Swans, 15-25-115, they've reduced that lead to 18 points. Right, well, it's, it's bad luck that Collingwood uh, certainly didn't start playing this style of football earlier on because uh, they've really got uh, South Melbourne under a lot of pressure at this point of time. Teasdale rucking well in this final term, gets it down, but right hand passes the ball forward for the Swans. Reese Jones taps it cleverly across to Bernie Evans. Siren sounds. And the Swans have won here at the Sydney Cricket Ground by 18 points. But certainly the Magpies have salvaged plenty of prestige in the final term when they booted eight goals to just one for the Swans. The final score. And, uh, Ronnie, we might have a light on so we can see. It's pretty uh, dark up here in our commentary position at the moment. 1525, 115 to 13 goals, 1997. The Swans winning by 18 points. So they made up uh, 40 points in the last quarter, the Magpies. Let's quickly check those goal scorers for you. Round kick seven. Wayne Carroll, three for the Swans. And then singles to Dennis Carroll. Braddy, Tony Morwood, Wright and Paul Morwood. For Collingwood, Ania 3, Stewart 2, Teasdale 2, and then 1H to Barham, Banks, Tony Shaw, Worthington, Dacos, who played, and Derek Shaw. Repeating the final score here at the Sydney Cricket Ground, Swans 15-25-115 defeated Collingwood 13-19-97 by 18 points and will still be just outside the five on percentage I would imagine after today's game. For a brief comment on the match, John Caulfield. Well, 
what does one say? We saw South Melbourne totally dominate this game in the, the first half and certainly up until halfway through the third quarter. Collingwood, particularly early, were in total disarray. They didn't have a forward which to kick to. Their back men were not mining the uh, South Melbourne forwards and, and South Melbourne were also winning across the centre line. But about halfway through the third quarter, a different complexity came over this game mainly due to the fact that the Collingwood players put themselves in a lot more. They were first in for the ball. They had possession of the ball, which in turn allowed them to dictate play. And as the game progressed, they built their confidence on this. And one can say that uh, at half time, we were looking at a situation where Collingwood, who I might say drew a fantastic crowd out here today, a lot of Collingwood supporters, uh, and they looked like going home very disappointed, but uh, their performance, particularly in the last quarter, was extremely spirited, and I guess uh, if anything could be said, then they can at least go home knowing that they won a proportion of the game, but as we all know in uh, league football, that's not good enough these days. On the other hand, South Melbourne, who had total control of this game uh, earlier on, I think become a little bit overconfident, uh, they didn't put themselves in nearly as much for the ball after half-time. Collingwood's small men, particularly Tony Shaw, who played well, and also Delkin, who... D Delkin, is it? Yes, Delkin, who went into the centre, played extremely well for Collingwood. And the move to put uh, Stewart at uh, centre-half forward gave them a focal point, and he was one of the players most instrumental in the, the revival in the last quarter. One can't uh, say enough about the South Melbourne defence, particularly uh, where the game was won, which was in the, f in the first two and, a half, two and a half quarters. That led by um, Ackerley, uh, Browning, uh, Cruz, all performed extremely well on their back line. And I guess um, if one had to make a decision on who was the best player on the ground, one would have to almost uh, go for Browning. Once again, South Melbourne have got away with another victory here on the uh, Sydney Cricket Ground. It's extremely important to them with the advantage that they have over visiting sides that they get the four points because I think that this will be the difference between them being a final five contender or, or, or being an also-ran. With Collingwood, well, one can only say that uh, with their uh, spirited revival in the last quarter, let's hope for, for their sake and certainly their coach and their supporters that... Uh, this could be the start of a Collingwood revival to see them uh, get themselves off from uh, relinquishing themselves on the bottom of the ladder or very close to the bottom of the ladder at this, this point of time. Crowd of uh, 20,905 at the Sydney Cricket Ground, the best so far this season to see the Swans uh, play here. And they won their third of uh, four games at the Cricket Ground so far by 18 points, 15-25, 115 to 13-19-97. In that final term, they kicked 1-5 to Collingwood's eight goals, three. Just recapping on the major goal kickers, round seven, and Wayne Carroll, three for the Swans, and for Collingwood, Anir kicked three, and Stewart and uh, Teasdale, two each. Uh, Gareth Andrews, uh, if nothing else, the Magpies certainly salvaged uh, something with that spirited effort in the last term. Yes, they, um, they did come back very well, the Magpies, and uh, it was full credit to them because we um, certainly gave them a bit of a hard time up here, and I think they, they deserved it, and they really showed in the last quarter that um, they, 
hadn't really put in for the rest of the game. They showed that they have got ability and admittedly the Swans just... Um, it often happens in a football game that a side is well on top and the, the, um, the leading side just takes it easy in the last quarter and the Swans did it today but full credit to the Magpies for the way they came back. I thought the important player for them in that uh, last quarter was Fellows. I, he started to get the ball away from the centre bounces and up until then the uh, Collingwood team hadn't had any real winning tap ruckman and I thought Fellows was a player who certainly got them moving from that position. As John has mentioned, there's no doubt that Stewart was a player who should have been up at centre-half forward all day for the Magpies. The Magpies had a lot of disappointing players. I thought that Worthington, with some of his efforts today, were, were pretty pathetic. Um, full marks to some of the Collingwood players, however, in Tony Shaw. Neil Peart, who I thought played a very good game at centre-half back, tried his heart out all day. Anir kicked three goals and was in and out of the game on, on occasions. Another player who, I guess when you look at um, statistically, probably did quite well was Ricky Barham. Graham Allen was managed to get a lot of kicks, but really beyond that, the Magpies didn't have too many other players. As for the Swans, well, they were magnificent. You've almost got to forget about that last 20, 25 minutes because up until then they'd done everything right. A, a fine defence, Browning, um, I would also give him best man on the ground. Cruz, a player that uh, I couldn't pick up there for a while, Graham, and, uh, but he certainly was an easy player to pick up once I got to know who he was because he played a fine game in that last line of defence. We mentioned Carter, who was always there at centre-half back, actually playing his normal um, great defensive role in the back pocket. And Paul Morwood, I felt, um, really was one of the key players because he stopped Dacos. And to stop Dacos, you stop the Collingwood forward line. And um, Collingwood had no forward line, the Swans did. Barry Round, seven goals, a great performance by this Ruckman. And he showed the Sydney fans why he was the Brownlow medalist, because he is a player with great skills, skills not only as a Ruckman, but as an all-round footballer. He used them to advantage today. A great effort when you think that the, the Swans performed as they did today, as I mentioned earlier, without a goal being kicked by Faschini, it shows that they've got plenty of talent and uh, the talented Swans have shown their fans and all the fans back in Melbourne who have been watching today's game that um, they're going to be a side who will trouble a lot of the top sides who they've got coming up over the next month. Comments uh, today from Gareth Andrews and John Caulfield here at the Sydney Cricket Ground on the Swans. 18-point win over Collingwood to complete round eight of the VFL. The Swans kick 15-25, to 13-19-97. We'll have uh, all the details of the match with the latter and next week's games in Sports News tonight with John Waters. But uh, until then, Graham Dawson at the Sydney Cricket Ground for ABC Sport. I'm the chine early, uh, disappear later, but... Uh... This is, uh, these are the players that I think uh, over the day were probably the best players. For Collingwood, I thought Pert, Barham, Shaw, Taylor, Ania and Stewart. And for South Melbourne, Round, Browning, Ackley, Smith and Carter with, uh, and Dennis Carroll. What, what, would you uh, like to add anyone there? At no, all? I think that's fair enough. He's good judge, Billy. 
<clears throat> All right. Well, Frank, uh, you can lead off uh, with your best three on the ground for the Carlton United Brewery Tankard. I gave three best uh, votes to Barry Round. I mentioned earlier on one leg and he uh, tore them apart up forward with great agility and he was limping very heavily for two quarters and uh, his contribution was that of a, a top uh, uh, captain and that's exactly uh, what Collingwood didn't have on the field for three quarters. They didn't have a leader. I gave two votes to uh, Dennis Carroll on the wing. He uh, started off slowly and uh, he was moved and then he lifted his game and I think that's the the uh, criteria for a top uh, performer and uh, every time I've seen this player he seems to be gaining in poise and when he does get the ball he is a ball user and uh, I gave one vote to uh, the man that again I haven't seen play a bad uh, game in David Ackerley in the back pocket he is always uh, putting his body in he's knocking the ball down and he took a great mark there in uh, the last quarter picks up the resting rovers to perfection and uh, I think that Ackerley deserves one vote right now Bill I certainly wouldn't dispute the, uh, the three-vote award uh, in the case of Barry Round. I thought that uh, uh, he was the most positive footballer on the ground and he was the most influential factor on the ground because uh, for the best part of 120 minutes, he was a danger, whereas some were dangerous players for perhaps an hour at the first two quarters and so on. I gave him my three. I gave two to Ackley in the back pocket because I thought his, his consistency, uh, not only in performance, but his consistency in style had kept running and smothering and tackling, uh, earned him a spot up there. And the third one, Frank will probably violently disagree with it, but when you analyse the overall aspect of the game, I've given my third vote to Tony Shaw, simply because he gathered kicks in the first half and he finished on, and uh, even if he did, even if he does get kicks when others are tired, there's something to be said for his fortitude and at least his endurance. So I gave one to Tony Shaw. Okay, uh, my three votes went to Ackley, two to Barry Round, and one to uh, Mike Taylor, the Collingwood captain. And I thought both captains uh, were certainly uh, the inspiration of their teams and their fight backs. And uh, I would think uh, Barry Round will win the 3OW Carlton United Brewery Tankard. He does that. And I would also point out today that uh, there were some interesting moves made by South Melbourne so far as trying to utilise other big men in the ruck. Now, uh, Beecroft was used in the ruck quite a lot today. Uh, Allender wasn't used in that position. Uh, as we know, that Barry Round, of course, is injured and is up in the forward line. I'm pretty confident that Teasdale would be uh, in a similar situation down the other end of the ground. So it was interesting to see the use of Beecroft. And I thought he did well until the last half of the last quarter when uh, young fellows would have to get a lot of praise uh, young fellows was very very um, solid in that last quarter not only in the ruck but he also took some telling marks and i think it was very unlucky to lose that free kick by uh, robbie uh, to carol when carol actually uh, wes fellows had the correct position for the uh, mark and uh, carol came across the, the side of him and actually it was Carroll who ran into uh, Fellows, and uh, Fellows again still took that mark. He's a, an interesting player, perhaps, of the future. Oh, look, I think Fellows is going to be around Collingwood for a long time, but Beecroft is the player that they must stick with. I think that you'll find that his legs ran out on him. He hadn't been used to uh, playing on the ball. He's mm. done a lot of running today. And then Fellows had been interchanged. He'd been sitting on the bench, and he's a fresh man. He came on, and sure, he, he seemed to show a clean pair of heels to Beecroft, but I was surprised. Allender, obviously the man may be ill or have a, a bad uh, wrist injury. I 
obviously had a, a bandage on, but I thought they should have left him on the field a lot longer. And when he did come on, he won a few... Uh, he's not a very good centre uh, ruckman, Allender, but he's quite good around the boundary. And uh, I agree that Beecroft must be run and, and run into some sort of form as a ruckman because without uh, that strength, they've got problems. And with Roundy up forward, I mean. All right, now... We'll be taking a break here. I'm going to ask you, Frank, to do us a favour. I'm a bit, a bit concerned about Reese Jones uh, and that ankle of his, the way it looked. I wonder if you could get the lift straight down to there. I'll uh, do that. I'll catch it. And uh, race back to us uh, before we go off air. Uh, I'd be, I'm sure a lot of people would be interested to know about uh, Reese Jones. Uh, talking about Reese Jones, Bill, he doesn't seem to me, uh, watching in recent weeks, to have the same enthusiasm... Um, the same, uh, what is it, flamboyancy that he had before, and I, maybe all the publicity, all the uh, the badgering by uh, commentators and uh, the public and a lot, maybe just sapping that kid's confidence because he, he he's certainly not um, he not doesn't put himself in as much as he was. Does it? He does a lot of things in a casual fashion. Uh, for instance, to, in the concluding stages, he got a kick around about centre-half forward uh, and he very haphazardly, with tons of time, haphazardly slapped it onto his left foot and it was a very ordinary spinning punt kick. Uh, he, he's a casual-looking guy. He, um, uh, he's quicker, he's deceptively fast, I think. Mm. He, he ambles, he's a long strider uh, and he gives that impression of not being at full bore and yet he is and uh, you've made a point on two or three occasions how he keeps his eye on the ball and he's after it and after it and after it. That's what he was doing over on the outer flank when he unfortunately pushed his opponent in the back, Ricky Barham in the back. But his concentration was there. But just every now and then today, you're right, every now and then uh, he seemed ejected. I think mm. that might have been the word you're looking for. Uh, he did seem a bit dejected, and uh, I, I hope his spirits lift because he, uh, despite the publicity, I think he's trying pretty desperately. There's no doubt about it. You know what goes on out there as well as we all do. They'd be niggling him and, and having a, a go at him and uh, trying to get the kid in. I think he's going to be a very fine footballer if he can keep his concentration up. Well, it was interesting, wasn't it, that, you know, once uh, he was placed on Barham, and that was the end of the first quarter... Yeah. Uh, Barham uh, was brilliant in the first quarter, right? Yes. Absolutely scintillating, yeah. Barham. But then Ricky went out of the play and... Uh, Disappeared in the second quarter for sure. Right. Now, uh, and yet uh, we didn't see Reese jones in the play. Right. It was uh, just one of those interesting things. I don't know, maybe uh, uh, Ricky, knowing he was up against Reese jones maybe uh, he didn't. De he decided he wouldn't do the, the, the take the risks himself. I, I wouldn't know, but it was interesting to see that Barham did step out of play. He did come back again, of course, toward the finish, and I think Collingwood uh, must have Barham at his uh, best, at his creative best, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, taking sure. the risks yeah. uh, if they're going to make it. If they're, right. if they're going to come up again, Ricky's got a fire for them. OK, uh, we'll be seeing Collingwood again next week, incidentally, uh, I think. And Hawthorne Collingwood, yeah. we've... We've uh, decided we'll have another Battle of the Birds. Anyhow, we'll be back shortly again uh, just to round it all off. This is 3 your Football. Right back here. And, uh, Ray, uh, your stats for the day. Uh, kicks, marks and uh, best kick gatherers. South Melbourne had 192 kicks to Collingwood's 193. And at three-quarter time, it was 155 to 134 in South Melbourne's favour. So South crumbled in the last quarter to gather only 37 kicks. 
Best kicker for South Melbourne for Shooney, 16, Browning, 15, and 19 handballs for Browning, Carter, 15, and Neesham, 12. For Collingwood, Anir and Tony Shaw, 19, Allen, 17, Taylor and Barham, 16 apiece. Marks, South Melbourne, 66 to Collingwood's 30, and the handballs, South Melbourne, 106 to 90 for Collingwood. Free kicks, 36 South Melbourne, 37 Collingwood. Hitouts, South Melbourne, 38, Allender, 13, Beecroft, 21, to Collingwood's 37, Teasdale, 18, Fellows, 10, and Stewart, 3. OK. I did have a query about yesterday's free kicks uh, in that North... Melbourne St Kilda match. Can you just remember those off the top of your head uh, for yesterday? Because uh, somebody rang me last night. I don't know how they got through, but uh, they managed to wake me up. 41-31, I think I had it, Harry. 41-31, that was in favour of, of North Melbourne. North Melbourne, 41-31. I um, believe the other statisticians at the ground had them slightly above that. I think it was 47, I think, to 34, I think. Mm. All right, it was a query that uh, we had. OK, we'll just clear our last commitment and uh, then come back uh, because uh, Frank uh, Considine could be here then. I'll just repeat the uh, final, well, not the final five, but the five as it stands after round eight. Rich Marrara on top with 28 points, Carlton 26, North Melbourne 24. Our three teams have 20 points each. Hawthorne 20, Essendon 20, and South Melbourne also on 20. Essendon's percentage is 111.7 and South Melbourne's 111.4. And then follows Geelong 16, Fitzroy 14, Melbourne and St Kilda both 8, Collingwood and Footscray have both got 4. The final scores in this match here today, we had South Melbourne 15-25, 115, uh, defeated Collingwood 13-19, 97. I would just like to point out that at uh, quarter time, South were 5-7-37 to Collingwood 3-4-22. There was only 15 points of difference at that stage, but South Melbourne had missed some ridiculously easy shots at goal. At half time, uh, South had got right away. Again, shocking kicking, however. Uh, 11 goals, 15-81 to 4-9-33. 4-9-33. Now, South Melbourne got early goals in the third quarter. R uh, Barry Round, in my opinion, got a lucky free uh, for a goal. Uh, then Wayne Carroll uh, took a very gutsy mark, running the same way as the ball, with opposition bearing down on him. He kicked a great goal. That was a, a really well-deserved goal. And uh, young Braddy got a second kick at goal after missing an easy shot. He was 15 metred by... Um, his opponent was uh, Ian Robinson, who uh, the opponent may have only gone over the mark if, you know, some uh, inches. However, it gave Braddy a second opportunity goal. Now, from that point on, and even earlier than that, Conningwood were peppering the goals and were in attack most of the time during the third quarter. But they couldn't convert to big ones and they were uh, missing some very easy shots themselves. So at three-quarter time, South looked home and hosed. 14-20-104 to 5-16-46. But Collingwood have kicked eight goals three in the last quarter uh, to South Melbourne's 1-5. And there is not one quarter in which South Melbourne kicked more goals.